Tyler's a ghost. So even if you could see him, you wouldn't. There's a hurricane going to hit us, though. So I'm essentially driving into a hurricane. I You're wonder. driving down? That kind of I mean, sounds a lot like... not as far. You're halfway No, there. it's only like uh, eight hours from here. Driving into a hurricane sounds a lot like what MSU's been doing all year. Shut up, Thaddeus. No, we did good the That's first not year. what it's been. It's been they've been getting hit by a hurricane. Hey, yo. Hey, 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 and welcome to Stay at Home Fad, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Rock your... What? Wow. Did I just... Did I almost wow. just start singing Backstreet Boys lyrics, or was that... You did and... start. Uh, that was, Backstreet Boys, for sure. That was really good. You should do it again. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. Tell somebody. Is that like yeah, the 15th yeah. drop pass from the Cowboys tonight? Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you can tell, Monday Night Football is in progress. Normally, recording takes place on Tuesdays, but we worked some magic amongst our schedules to record tonight. And part of the purpose was the Cowboys were on. We wanted to get some live reaction from OG friend of the show at the Keto Grill Guy, Joe. Uh, he's building some IKEA furniture, which builds itself and yet he's not here but that's okay because we still have parts of the jabronis joining us today in the bottom of the zoom screen which doesn't apply on an audio platform but we have producer slash defensive coordinator sam frangi uno what's up my dog great to be here great to be here looking forward to the evening big win again big win again this past week Shut Did you guys play Pontiac Phoenix uh, fifty four to eight? Oof, handle business. How'd they get eight? Two pointer. Um, yeah, yep. At what point did they go for two? During uh, the, the it, it came right after they scored their touchdown. No, I I picked that part up. <laughs> but I mean, at what point in the game did they score? Like, were you already I up mean, like thirty? Yeah, it was forty. It was forty six nothing at half. So I think they scored the first touchdown in the second half, and then. Wait, what two. happened in the second half? Why didn't you guys make it like 92 nothing? I mean, there's the reality of putting in your guys who aren't your ones. And also, when you're up 35 in the second half, there's a running clock. So, third and fourth quarter went by in about 10 minutes. I, I like. love I love going for two, though, down 42. <laughs> you so got to make the magic I think, happen. I think it was more likely because they had nobody who could kick a field goal but and also you just never know what's going to spark those 42 point comebacks am i right it's <laughs> uh, good that is also also the voice you've heard that hasn't been introduced yet but you're probably familiar with by now we have mr ricky ricardo the spartan slappy do, do we want to jump into this right away richie or what's what's going on jump into what what are you talking about oh you you know i don't know you know, you know what's you know what was so great about the thirty-one nothing, correct? No, it was thirty-five seven or something, or thirty-four seven. So, you know what was so great about that loss? And I, obviously, I didn't watch much of it. I was on route, on route, on route uh, to a destination that we'll get to in a few moments. But so I didn't get to watch it. But the beautiful thing about watching 
or, or, or seeing that score was I was in the state where that all happened. Oh yeah, that was cool. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you know I what was, was even better for me is I be, was I good. had a massive work event and I there was zero chance I could watch the game, so I had zero emotional investment into it. So everyone all week has been trying to like text me and rip on me and roast me, and I'm like I I I have no emotion towards it. So you can text me all you want, say all you want, I don't care. Richie, why don't you just throw your number out and uh, any listeners of the show can reach out to you if they want to oh man this would be a great time to pull up your phone number ted but i'm not that fast <laughs> that's that actually I'll, I'll give you that well richie i'm not gonna lie to you uh i don't feel empathy for you it's okay i don't feel honestly it's a weird thing because when your team two things happened to me this weekend one i couldn't watch the game so i don't care really about the the individual result but number two is this is uh like our season is over and it's not october so that is interesting too because i don't have i don't have to care and i'm i'm a i'm a big emotional fan like i get super invested like my wife jenna just like she's like half the time can't watch the games with me type thing you know what i mean and so now I'm kind of like, all right, cool. Like I can just watch these and not really. Okay, so if we win six or seven games, congrats, you made a bowl. Like I don't care. So that's where I'm at with it. Honestly, I'm very excited that Joe's not on this podcast because he could have probably he could have got you worked up. up. He probably could have, or he yeah. would have just done what he does best and dragged me deep down some rabbit trail. That, that I you would have fallen for too. Oh yeah, I've done a pretty good job over the last twenty four hours to not fall for it though. Yeah. Do Do you think you would have felt a little differently if it was a close game and they ended up losing, or because it was so, uh, such a blowout? Do you think that kind of helped remove some of the emotional attachment that you might have had? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely would have been different. Like if because you're track, at this if you're point, at, the... this, at this point, like, I mean, dude, if we win six games, I'll be excited. Yeah, like if, if you're tracking the score on Saturday and it's like 24-17 with five minutes left and then they lose, that like, yeah, that, that would be a little bit tougher. Yeah, and my event was in Tennessee and everybody I was with just wanted to watch Tennessee, Florida. So I was like invested into that more than the Michigan State thing. So, so you, heard, you heard it here, folks. Heard it here first on the Stay at Home Thad Show. Richie has shifted allegiance from the Michigan State university spartans to the tennessee volunteers so that's go vols, uh, baby. that go vols vols rock rock or no that's uh kansas vols Good nation old rocky top Woo! rocky top tennessee all right rocky top that's what go. it was there you go nice uh should we do uh should we cover uh central sam fire up chips i want to i want to cover i want to cover michigan because i'm curious like as like what did you think of that well with again, all I, I was driving so I, I i have not watched the tape uh you, you know me big tape dog over here <laughs> haven't been able to jump into it because uh, i don't actually know where to find it but i i was tracking the score a little bit as i was driving and actually i texted joe at one point when michigan was down early and i just said hey are we in trouble and he kind of said, no, nah, Maryland's basically just 
holding everybody in kind of like a blanket coverage over top. And JJ was kind of getting a little bit of happy feet going on, but he said, we're fine. And, and sure enough, within like 10 minutes, I think Michigan had, had scored a few and started to pull away. So Maryland, yeah. Maryland's better than what they have been though, for the last several years, like Tua's younger brother, he's, he looks like he's fairly legit and they've, they've started to build a little bit of a program there. So yeah, I think it's worth noting Central Michigan one and two took it to Penn State, who was three and zero for a minute, and hung with them till the second quarter. <laughs> also worth noting that your Ferris State Bulldogs are number one in Division Two football. Yeah, okay. Sam. So, Sam well, represents a couple, a uh, couple different institutions. Couple deep dive schools. I'd like to. Institutions. I'd like to throw out. Yes, Saquon Barkley just won me my fantasy league right there on that run. Oh, cool. way you won your whole league. I'm very happy for okay, you. Okay, you know what I meant. You, you know what I meant. You know okay. what I meant. Let's okay. go, baby. Nice. Three and zero. Oh. What a what a barn burner of a game we've got. Twelve six, waiting the extra point. Well, gentlemen, as uh, as I alluded to, I was on a little bit of a road trip this past weekend. Had the privilege of attending the Lions game at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And first of all, I got to say, holy cow, what a stadium that place is. I I had put it out on Twitter last week just saying, hey, I get to go to the game this weekend. What are some of the coolest venues you've ever watched a live game at? And I had several responses of people saying, honestly, the one you're going to is probably one of the best. And they were not wrong. Like it was such a cool atmosphere. I'll uh, I'll have to put a picture out on the Instagram account. I put one up on Twitter today, but just an incredible building. Obviously, if you've seen pictures of it, you know it's kind of in the shape of a Viking ship, and that was pretty cool. Really great game day atmosphere outside, surrounding the building. Uh, tons of tons of people were there. I mean, I went with two of my cousins, and we showed up with I think we showed up around nine forty five just before 10 o'clock or whatever. So two hours from kickoff doors weren't open and there was just tons of people all over the place. And so really, really cool. And then obviously inside, I, I was kind of surprised because the, the experience in the, where the field was like in the seats, the in-game, the pregame, the in-game entertainment, all of that stuff. I mean, the school chant even was just unreal, but, uh, but, I was kind of surprised that the concourse, you know, when you left your seats and we're going to look at the food and stuff like that. I mean, there were some cool spots, but it was for a state of the art facility. I was a little bit surprised at how I was kind of left wanting a little bit in terms of walking around, checking out some of the food options. There were some cool food options, but I mean, it wasn't the coolest concourse that I, I guess I was expecting. So so really, really great stadium. Shout out to uh, whoever designed that place and built it, because that's uh, that's pretty sweet. And then of course the Lions didn't didn't have the result that I hoped they would, losing it on a dude that was touchdown. That Last was one thousand percent on coaching. So yes, I I I take your point. But you also lost your starting strong safety Tracy Walker, who was your leading tackler last year, who's been solid for this year. Wait, so I can't use the excuse of losing secondary members for Michigan State, but we can use it for the Lions? Yeah, exactly. Just checking. 
Okay. So, so you cool. had Tracy Walker who went hey. out. You had you had Swift who got banged up. You had Emin Ross St. Brown who got banged up. You had two missed field goals. You couldn't stop Dalvin Cook or uh, Alexander Madison when they ran to the right side of our defense. Uh, you you couldn't cover Adam Thielen without getting a pass interference. So, yeah, that was there. There were issues, right? There's issues, but yeah. every most every game is going to come down to a handful of plays, and that fourth down decision was one of them. Yeah. I mean, even even though we don't know, obviously it's easy. Hindsight is twenty twenty. It's easy to say, you know, MCDC makes the right decision there that he even admitted after the fact, saying, "I wish I would have." I regret my decision. Wish we would have gone for it. It's like it's easy to say that, even if you don't get it. There, you you gave them twelve yards, I think, or something like that. Yeah. With the maybe not quite that many, but it was it was pretty atrocious. And then I can't remember who was the defensive back that just got turned around. That was a that was a bummer. So to see happen. You had Mike Hughes, who was in nickel cornerback, and he got a little bit turned around with a little uh, bit. He got undressed. Yeah, with um, yeah, dude. Uh, that second half was tough. I think. He was he was out of the position too. I would I would say he was I don't bust, know why he was busted where he coverage. Was, but... I, I think it was it might have been like uh, who was it? Uh, Ify Melifanwu, who's been hurt a little bit. I think I think he came in at that point because Walker was out. But yeah. yeah, so it was it was a bit of a bummer, but that's all right. No bueno. That's crazy. You were there. It's a good game. Yeah, yeah that was, that is pretty wild. You were there. It was it was a, a great experience. Other than a couple of drunk guys behind me, who thought they were funny and clever, yelling mm. things that didn't really make any sense, and then pushing me at the very end, giving me a little little love tap on my back. Did, saying, you, did you fight him in your fight? Make NFL Twitter. Uh you'll have to <laughs> you have to stay tuned. You'll have to. You'll have to check that out yourself. That's why you have a black eye. No one else can see it because it's audio. But everything Richie <laughs> is saying is false. So that's amazing. Guys, there was a there was another pr- pretty big deal yesterday that took place in terms of Lions history, and it didn't oh, actually take this. didn't actually take place in the Lions game but it it took place in the Sunday night football game when Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> backed out of the end zone for a safety meaning Dan Orlovsky is finally off the hook did you see his tweet yes yeah <laughs> he put a tweet was... out last night saying i'm so happy right now and then freedom yes Oh my gosh, think, that was I, so funny. I think everyone knows though, and most of the comments that I read in any kind of responses to that point were Dan Dan took off out of bounds. He obviously didn't know where he was, but he ran for eight <laughs> yards out of bounds and Jimmy's <laughs> heels touched the here's the, here's the, the thing line. though. Here's the thing though. Like somebody on Twitter today had put something out about, you know, where where does Garoppolo's uh, mistake rank in terms of mistakes that have been made in NFL history. And I had responded, like, I think it ranks pretty similar, similarly to this. And I sent the gif of Orlovsky's uh, replay and sure. Like Orlovsky running and sprinting sideways for like 10 yards before he figures it out. But at the end of the day, a safety is a safety. 
And it came about the same way. They both just stepped out of bounds and didn't Garoppolo throw like a pick six pretty much after that play. So like, I mean, yeah, Orlovsky's looked a little bit worse, but when the result is the same coming about by the same action, I mean, I, I kind of lean towards the, the idea that they're both bad and I don't think you can rank one above the other. I, I also I would, think... love, I would love to look back at like what were the circumstances of that game with Orlovsky because Jimmy blew the game. Yeah. Like it he was lost. two nothing. The the Orlovsky play made it two zero because I think it was in the first quarter, maybe even. Well, uh, and the, on, the he, context that you really need to know was that was the dark years for the Lions too. So right, didn't, Marinelli didn't right? ruin anything. No one remembers it. Oh, I did God. see, I did see this. I got to share this. The Broncos are the first team to win. So this is obviously in in light of. Um, in light of the game, the Broncos are the first, first team to win with exactly one touchdown, one field goal, and one safety wow. since the Vikings in 2008. The quarterback went out of the back of the end zone for a safety in both games. Wow. Are you that serious? is obviously, yeah, it's That's the game wild. we're talking about. How crazy is that? I also uh, think it's worth noting. Uh, let me make sure I get his name right. Uh our our personal protector in the Dolphins game, uh, who was backpedaling. The butt Where are we at? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I need to Trent, get his name. Trent so, somebody? Yeah, Sherfield. Trent Sherfield. Trent Sherfield should go down infamously as well as Jimmy G and Dan Orblowski. I think I think it's worth noting because that is – no way is that the punter. Real, is that on the punter? No. For those Gotta of you who maybe – he was. If, if you don't Go know ahead, what we're talking about context. in the Dolphins and Bills game, there was a punt where Miami was punting out of their end zone. Punter backed up, and the protector of the punter, Trent, what was it, Trent Sherfield? Yeah, got a little bit too close, and the punter put the ball squarely onto Sherfield's would have been his left butt cheek. And after the game actually said that there was a, like a W bruise from the football that was Jeez. imprinted on his butt. Cause I mean, those, yeah. those things rocket off their feet. That's crazy. Um, so sorry. Yeah, back, back to what you were saying, Sam. I know I blame, I blame the protector, not the punter. Like there's, there's no way he might've been able to shorten his space up a little bit, but the personal, I'm looking at it right now. He, he also is, doesn't have eyes in the back of his head. I mean, I agree, but his job is to go and attack. It's not to catch a block. He's got to if he's if he's trying to catch a block, he's going to end up on his butt anyways, which he kind of ended up doing. So I feel like it's a little bit on the punter. Remember the yeah. what was the game? Was it a college game or NFL game last week where it was about to get blocked? The punter saw the guy coming. He just did a quick step over and got it away. Yeah, I mean, he could have he could have done that, but I also probably don't think he was like, oh, my guy is in the way. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. I when I saw it live, I honestly thought he I thought he just kicked it straight up. I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is a horrible kick." But he, <laughs> it obviously went off his guy. Can you imagine <laughs> how much that would hurt? No. <laughs> it's an NFL punter. Are you kidding oh me? With a football. It's not a dodgeball or a soccer ball, it's a football. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. And aren't aren't the the footballs that punters kick aren't they inflated to the max or is that just something that we did in high school illegally? 
Sounds like something you did in Canada. Yeah. Oh. You guys are there, so that yep. makes sense. You guys ever been to Canada, eh? <laughs> Uh, for those of you who are watching Monday Night Football, Ezekiel Elliott just ran the ball in to bring the Cowboys even with the New York Football Giants. So, shout Both. out to Joe. The Jeff Kings. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I just watched the replay again. It's definitely the personal protector's fault. He, like, jumped, like, four times backwards oh, somehow. God. What the heck is he doing? <laughs> painful, painful. Jeez. One other thing that I wanted to bring up in my conversation with these fine, uh, I guess I'll go with gentlemen for lack of a better term. Scott, I prefer scholar. Mm, okay. But guys, yesterday was my first <laughs> NFL game that I had attended in several years. Thank you to COVID for that. And I don't know why it was the first time that this ever kind of resonated with me. But we were there a little bit early, sitting in our seats, and they were doing shots of the crowd throughout the game or throughout the pregame. And you know, obviously, everybody's getting pumped up that they're on on the jumbotron. And uh, shout out Dactronics, company based out of South Dakota, who does most of the jumbotrons in the NFL. Check wow. there's company there's companies in South Dakota. All right, get out of here. <laughs> but one thing that I was kind of disturbed by and and again i'm not sure why it's never bothered me before but shots of you know the family and the kids in the jerseys and like all the fun stuff new image comes onto the screen and it's two i'm gonna say probably mid-50s men who are dressed including face paint including the viking helmets including shields fake axes, kilts, no shirts, but just like a sash over their chests that was painted like Vikings colors. Two grown, you know what, adults who were dressed up as Vikings. And I, it, for, I don't know what happened, but my mind just went like, why have I never thought that this is the weirdest thing ever before this moment? Do you guys have any thoughts on grown adults dressing up in full regalia costume to support their team on Sunday or whatever day of the week their team is playing? Sam, you have any any strong opinions on this? I mean, here's my thing. If uh, if a grown man or pays woman. his admission or woman pays their admission into that game, and they're not bothering anybody. They're not in uh, go in uh, infringing. Yeah, infringing. Thank you, infringing upon anyone's pursuit of happiness. I, I'm pretty much at anything goes. So wow. they want to. They want to be a Raiders fan and wear shoulder pads from Dick Sporting Goods, meant for a 12 year old, and <laughs> put spikes on them with their with that are from Joanne Fabrics. Spray paint them silver. Shout out More to sponsor Joanne Fabrics. <laughs> More power <laughs> to you, man. Uh, I mean, it's definitely pretty goofy, and I don't know if I could – I don't know. I'd be curious to what degree, what spot would I have to get to in my life to do something like that? See, that's it, right? I don't know what it is. So so you're saying, yeah, that's fine, but you're saying I would never do it. I, I feel like oh, that's yeah. your answer right there. Like, it's ridiculous. 
I mean, yeah. So yeah. here's my <laughs> here's my example. There's a guy at Spartan Stadium. His name's Johnny Football. He is wait what every used game for, used to play for the Browns. No, he no. His name's he was well before Johnny Manziel. Oh, okay, all right. And whoa, whoa, he's whoa. decked out in all literally head to toe painted green with a big S on his chest. No matter the temperature, he's shirtless, and he walks around with a pom pom and this football helmet. And you know, like you see him every game. And one time we were like, we should talk to him, like see what he's like. He was the biggest weirdo <laughs> I've ever <laughs> talked to. <laughs> And but like that is when you started talking about that, that's the example that popped in my head was like, listen, right? Sam's right. Teach their own. If you want to go do that and that's how you spend your money, that's fine. But I probably would never watch a football game with you. So yeah. that's how I feel. That checks out. I I just like it was I mean, it's it's one thing, like, obviously, when, when we are at the Vikings game, like, obviously, the Viking helmets, you see a lot of people wearing those with, like, the fake braids, but everything else, pretty normal. Like, that's one thing. I, I think, like, do we have a line on how many objects is too many to be wearing outside of, like, team apparel shirt or jersey or, some, or hat or something? Like, is it, like, if you have more than two items that bring you close to a costume, like... What what's the line? One one and a half? Are you over? <laughs> let me let me ask you guys this. Do you guys like do you wear for your teams? Do you wear essentially the same thing every time you watch the game? Like at home? Yeah. No, Ricky, we're not you. <laughs> okay, that's why I was asking. I'm, I'm... Thaddeus, Thaddeus, I've seen no Thaddeus I do know wears like a Team Canada jersey. Probably wears Oilers jerseys when he watches some hockey games. I don't think everyone uh, though. They're, they're they happen to. Well. I have two. I have two Michigan State shirts that I just rotate, and well, if we lose, the then I put on the next one for the next <laughs> that's, week. That's a little bit too superstitious, but I mean, like, oh, no, it's just a little stitious. Oh, nice! I've never heard that one before. That's such a good one. I, you say like, do you wear the same thing? I, I mean, a lot of times I do wear the same. Oh, actually, you know what? Oh, that's funny. You know, I I have my. Uh, my Big Ten champion shirt. From what, 2002? 2021. Nice. I have three of those. Oh, nice. That's so good. I'm happy for you. Um, but I, uh, I ended up, I end up often wearing the same thing that I have been. But that's that's not like uh, I don't need for that to happen. It just kind of accidentally happens because I I don't own 900 different team apparel items. So, and Sam, I've I've kind of. I don't know what the right word is, but in terms of jersey wearing, I mean, as a kid, I think I think anything goes. Shout I've, out I've, our sponsor, DHGate. Yeah, sh- shout there you out, go. dude. Let, that place, come on. This, this uh, use our use our code. This isn't a code for zero percent <laughs> off. But I I've kind of stopped wearing jerseys to games as well. Obviously, I haven't been going to very many the last couple of years, but. I, uh, I, I kind of drift towards just like a team hoodie or team shirt or whatever. I, I don't have any strong opinions on that necessarily, but I just figured I'd share that. I just got a uh, Penguins jersey and a, and a Steelers jersey this summer. And I feel like though, like for, I had a Roethlisberger jersey from like when I was in seventh grade. So probably the first year he awkward. was on the team. Well, yeah, it's super awkward phase. Um, probably 2006 
or something like that. And I had it up on, I still have it, I think in my closet, but it is, I mean, obviously old, but I think if I went to, I've been to maybe two, three, maybe Steelers games in my life. And uh, I mean, I would have worn, I had now I got a, a Muth Jersey. So I'm, I mean, you've got to know if I'm find myself at, at Akersher, if I find myself down at Akersher stadium. Oh, don't do that. I'm going to be, I'm going to be sporting the Muth Jersey. Um, Dude, so. Pat Fryermuth was drafted in all three of my fantasy leagues. Oh, that's hey, you so got to know it. That's so great. I'm really happy for you. I love him. Last, last thing that I want to cover here, guys. At the game yesterday, I saw numerous individuals who – so remember, games between the Lions and the Vikings. Numerous individuals who had – other teams who weren't even represented in the building at the game. So, I mean, we had, I saw a, uh, I believe I saw a Chiefs t-shirt or hoodie. I saw a Russell Wilson jersey. And I saw a Green Bay Packers jersey, which, I mean, same division. I guess that's the thought process, but... That was another thing that I put on Twitter today. And I just said, Hey, what are, what's your stance? I'm personally against it. Do you guys have a preference uh, when you see other teams that are not playing in that game being represented at the game? Richie, uh, we'll go, we'll start with you. I don't know if I have an opinion, but I'll just go back to what I said before. Like, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, <laughs> What are you accomplishing? Um, congrats Chiefs fan we're in Minnesota <laughs> like you know I don't know it's uh, it's it's weird I actually I, this might just be a Michigan Michigan State rivalry thing but I feel like I remember often always seeing somebody wearing Michigan something at Spartan Stadium no matter what the game was sure which is weird to me too um, but you guys are super into yourselves so that makes sense <laughs> okay I'm going to let that one go. Sam, do you have any yeah. strong opinions? Um, I really have uh, my my opinions. I went to a Bengals-Jaguars game last year, which is which was pretty crazy in hindsight because it was a close game. Bengals won on a McPherson field goal last oh, second. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, thankfully, my buddy that I went with gave me a Bengal jersey, which some of you would be like, the disrespect disrespect the Steelers by wearing a Bengals jersey I also like my life you know like you it takes a special kind of person to just want to like I would feel like if I wore a Steelers jersey to any game that's not including the Steelers I'm just asking to get ridiculed but that's pretty much my whole life living in Michigan anytime I wear a Pittsburgh anything so I think I get enough of it that I didn't want to I didn't want to experience that like in a in a mop Whatever I can't remember what the Bengals. What's the Bengals place called where all their fans are near the end zone? That's where we were sitting. I was like jungle? in the dog pound equivalent. Yeah, in the freaking jungle. I was in the jungle. I didn't need that. <laughs> I I had somebody responding it. to me today, and they're like, "You're crazy, man." Like I'm gonna rep my team wherever I go, and I'm like, I I respect that, mm-hmm. but I also think you're wrong. Or like, why are you at the game? <laughs> like, what do you? I mean, you like, don't like you're, either you're of the fo- team. People are fans, and and I get that, but it's just like it's just it seems like you're drawing unnecessary attention to yourself. One person pointed out, and they're like, "Well, I think it's a good conversation starter as long as you're friendly." So yeah, sure, mm-hmm. that's I sure. can get. Somebody else pointed out, like, "What about 
a situation. I actually had, I'm assuming it's a, a British Twitter user who said, I'm, I'm going to the game this week in London and it's a game between the Vikings and the saints. And they said, I'm, I'm going to be repping my, I forget what team they're, uh, some football uh, club, See, no, like an acceptable. NFL team. Like, oh, good for like them in London. That's okay for sure. It's London. It, that that's like a unique circumstance. It's a gathering of of football fans across the continent of Europe. Right. So, yeah. and I think like a Super Bowl also, I think, is an appropriate time that you could show up without those teams that are playing being represented. Yeah. So, I think yeah. something. Important to recognize right now is Mason Rudolph is trending on Twitter while we're recording this, and I'm just wondering what the heck's going on. So it looks like people are saying, uh, because if, if you are watching Monday Night Football, you saw the report about Miles Garrett being in a car accident, and people are saying Mason Rudolph ran him off the road. <laughs> they're probably saying so, Mason Rudolph's going to start the next game for the Steelers. That's also what they're saying. I just read this stuff. Wait, which is, why are they share. putting why, – all right, Sam, why are they no, playing – Hold on. I, Let me, I, I will talk about it in a second if we have the time, but I need to share this stuff because it, it's really disheartening as a Steelers fan. It says, Steelers points per game, 2022 through three games, 18.0. 2019, 18.1. 2019, the Steelers averaged more points a game in that year where they rotated between a young Mason Rudolph and undrafted rookie Duck Hodges, where Jalen Samuels was their second leading receiver than they are through two games this year. That is absolute insanity. (laughs) And that's a a lot. Something has to change. Mike Tomlin needs to make a move one way or the other, whether he takes play calling and tries that or. They make the move with with Pickett. You got to do something. You can't. What's the the Albert Einstein? You can't do the same thing over and over and expect something different. That's called insanity. And was uh, that Einstein, or was that like every other motivational speaker? And yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Einstein. <laughs> they just they just say that it's that it's from other influencers. But no, Richie, to your to your question, I think they have to be either waiting for the O line to develop waiting for their schedule to get not impossible or really sticking and just saying development. We're going to, yeah, we're just going to wait 12 games or something. Um, I could see them bringing him in. I can't remember when they're, when the Steelers bye week is, but if it's sometime after that stretch of bucks, whatever it is, bucks, dolphins, Eagles, bills, it's not in that order, but, that stretch of games, if it's after that, then they bring them in. Um, I have, I mean, it's insane right now. It is not good. Um, I, so. I, if I'm, if I'm the front office and the coaching staff of the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, I'm not even considering putting them in because you're going to get them killed. Your O line's trash, and there's nothing you can't. I mean, obviously, when the bullets are live, to use a kind of a bad analogy obviously the the learning curve speeds up a little bit and, and there's going to be mistakes but i just think you you don't have anything to play for this year don't get your future quarterback potentially killed for a season that doesn't matter so i mean killed is a pretty aggressive word like sure joe, joe burrow what towards acl is can't defend him. i would say most of our stances 
amongst the jabronis on stay-at-home thad are pretty aggressive. Yeah, I mean, whatever was I just saying though? Didn't Burrow tears ACL his rookie year, came back, went to the Super Bowl, like? Maybe yeah, but it's worth Sam getting him killed his rookie year. Yeah, the Bengals <laughs> fixed know. the Bengals have fixed their offensive line though. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and and Joe Burrow doesn't have tiny hands. Yeah, he can't control that. Plastic surgery. You know who doesn't have tiny hands? Cooper Rush. Fire up chips. <laughs> <laughs> firing He's on all balling. cylinders tonight. Well, well, boys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that we're gonna jump off here so we can enjoy the final 10 minutes and 45 seconds of this barn burner Monday nighter. Mm. Joe's going to send us a text later on saying, you guys just don't appreciate defensive football. <laughs> but my argument to that is what we do appreciate is just good football in general, which we haven't seen too much of tonight. So Richie, any, uh, any shout outs that you want to give in this last, uh, last minute here? Shout out to uh, Keto Grow Guy for uh, bailing tonight uh, at, when he could have had me. At the Keto Grill Guy. Shout out to uh, the Grill Guy uh, when he could have <laughs> when he could have really killed me tonight. Well, Honestly, uh, this chance, and uh, it's the windows closed, so that's how I feel. All right, Sam. Any uh, any shout outs? Oh, for sure. Uh, I will shout out my brother. Ben Frangioni, who uh, went participated in a golfathon for the American Cancer Society today, uh, where the goal was to play as many holes as possible, and I got the final count from him. He played, teed off at seven a.m. and played one hundred and eighty-eight holes of golf today. Uh, totaled one, two, four, five, ten, twelve, fifteen. 17 21 birdies through those whatever 11 rounds of golf about 10 rounds 10 and a half rounds of golf so um unreal pretty nuts looks hey, like he played I didn't about tell you guys hard. this Sam I didn't tell you this and I'm not near the golfer your brother is but I I had my first like real golf competition today like where oh. it was like like a tournament and real rules and everything I'm really happy for Very you Richie cool. I didn't play well, but it's fine. It was a cool experience. Neat. Well, on that Glad note, everybody. Daniel and Gilmore happy. On that note, everybody, I would like to wish you farewell. Thanks for joining us again this week. And as always, I will talk to you later. Peace.